The Why Me Project, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. If you look over the last three weeks, Holly, mm-hmm. Riley said Janet. Right. Then Lisa said Alicia. Yep. And now Mike was like, hey, you need to talk to Hannah. So yes. the projector family are coming out full force saying, talk to these individuals. And as long as they say yes, <laughs> we are totally cool with it. So far, so good. <laughs> so Hannah Deacon, thank you for saying yes. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Before we get started, I figured that I wanted to ask you a couple questions to kind of just see if I'm on the right path. I mean, I mean, you are a, you're a dietitian and a fitness specialist. If this morning I had the option between two eggs or a handful of pretzels, what would have been my better choice? <laughs> I love it. I love it. And and honestly, um, my approach is so individualized uh, based on everybody's goals. And in certain situations, you know, the eggs is the better choice. And in other situations, you know, like athletes or if, you know, you're going for, a, you know, a run after and whatnot, pretzels might be the better choice. So Does really body look like I'm an athlete? I'm not an athlete <laughs> okay, then let me ask you this. Two cups of water in the morning or mm-hmm. two liters of water that is disguised as pop? Ah, I'm going to have to go for that water. <laughs> Are you right. sure? I mean. <laughs> but it was two liters. <laughs> you know, actually, right. a really good habit uh, that I tell my clients about is, is starting the day with water. Because a lot of times I see people starting their day with coffee. Um, mm-hmm. And that's dehydrating when, you know, we just slept all night and our body's just really craving that water. So, uh, yeah, I would uh, start with those two cups of water. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the water is good, except for me, but not for everyone I work with. <laughs> no. All right. Johnny can attest. <laughs> uh, so I think we should ask our skill testing question to start. As, as we had mentioned, mm-hmm. you're a dietitian and a fitness specialist, but you don't get there overnight. So yeah. let's start from the beginning. And that is, Hannah, who are you and where did you come from? Yes, I'm Hannah Deacon from Edmonton, Alberta. Um, and I am a registered dietitian certified personal trainer. I am a craving change facilitator. I'll explain what that is. So I am in my private practice, a uh, mindset and weight loss coach and I'm also an author of my cookbook wellness on a plate when healthy meets quick uh, so what a craving change facilitator is because I get asked all the time it's really using cognitive behavior uh, therapy which is um, really utilizing uh, the power of how our thoughts and our beliefs actually impact our behaviors because mm-hmm. in terms of seeing results it's not really just about you know, eat a salad or, you know, yeah. uh, people know that that's the healthy choice. And and really this works in every area in life. And I'll talk about how that helped me throughout my journey as well, but the power of our thoughts and our beliefs and how that affects our behavior. So in my private practice, then I help clients change their habits, um, shift their mindset, and then focusing on nourishing their bodies um, instead of restricting to achieve results in body composition, but really most importantly, while developing a healthy relationship with food at the same time. And so where I, where I came from or or how I got here and I get asked that all the time, you know, why did you become a dietitian? Why do you do what you do? And this all um, actually starts from childhood and I struggled. I was an athlete and I really struggled with my relationship with food. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I struggled with emotional eating um, from a very young age, um, actually. And that's where my mental health journey kind of started. And, you know, fast forward, that kind of led me to uh, to uh, the U of A and doing multiple certifications um, to uh, to help people. And that's why I'm super passionate about, you know, why I do what I do and, and how I help people in that specific, you know, approach and getting to where I am, you know, took years in the making um, and overcoming a lot of hardships, you know, really all the way from childhood, university, graduating, struggling, finding a job and starting the business, publishing the book during COVID. I'm sure we're going to talk about all those, you know, why me moments. And it's been interesting, um, the shift in my own mindset um, throughout the years from how I used to handle situations before and how I do now. And that's all that all stemmed from the interest I developed in personal growth, um, I was always listening to some sort of a motivation podcast. I've never given up and, um, Tony Robbins, Jack Canfield and, and others. And that's really helped shift my mindset. And, you know, um, and, and anytime I succeeded is when I decided to believe in myself, mm. um, and believe that you can achieve it and trust in God. Because the biggest thing I learned is that life is happening for me, not to me. And when we think like that, you know, we're less likely to feel overwhelmed, um, stressed in life because we trust that God has a plan and God always is always good, is always there. And there's always something better that's going to happen. Yeah, that's so important. Having more of the um, thrival mentality over the survival or victim mentality. Absolutely. And it's yes. all about your your perception on things. And even when you're going through a rough situation, um, I know for me, I really enjoy carbs. And so if I'm stressed, you know, we're eating the bagels, we're eating the pasta, our comfort food, and yet it makes you feel worse if you get into those sugar cravings and now you can't, you're addicted to sugar. And now you feel all of the things that come along with that when it was just being used as a crutch. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that. I mean, that's exactly what I talk to my clients about is, is recognizing in that moment, is this really solving the root cause of the problem? The root cause of the problem might be a, you know, a challenge with a coworker or, um, you know, or stress from something else that we need to resolve. And, and food, you know, ends up being like um, a bandaid, you know, or used to numb whatever feeling. And so, you know, I always talk to my clients and about, you know, different strategies and a way to approach things, because if there's one thing we know with COVID and everything that, you know, life throws things at you and you don't know. So (laughs) it's really about being prepared and how can we learn from or utilize, you know, any challenge or, you know, in the past to learn from it and become stronger so that whatever life throws at us, we can look at it from a different lens and shift those questions. And I'll, I'll talk about that later, maybe with the why me moments, but you know, it's how we see things and we view those challenges and um, that really impacts how we end up reacting to them. How old were you when you realized that you had uh, a struggle in a relationship with food? I was very young. Uh, I would say the exact age, probably around nine. Oh, wow. <laughs> 
Yeah, very, very young. Um, I got my first gold medal in running was when I was six, actually. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And um, there was a lot of pressure to perform. And um, that all came with, you know, a whole lot of body image issues and and food and that's why I, I love doing what I do because, you know, I didn't, I didn't know at the time, you know, nobody was there to tell me what the right way of doing it or how to do things. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't talked yeah. about then either. No, it wasn't. It's just here's your, your four food groups, figure it out. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, and now we know more and that's why when I talk to my clients, I really focus on, you know, why we eat as well. You're not just, what we eat, you know, we, like I said earlier, we all know, you know, salads are healthy, you know, but it goes deeper than that. And that's why I decided to do multiple other certifications and really learn about, you know, mindset work and behavior change, because that's really the key is who we become because in changing our identity, you know, I'm a healthy eater. I'm a fit person this is what I just do. I like salads versus salads are boring, right? What, what, mm-hmm. what do we believe about ourselves, food, others really impacts, um, you know, our decisions and what we end up making. And so the, the power of the mind, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's huge. Yeah. So at the age of nine, you, you, mm-hmm. you realize that you have this, this struggle, this relationship with you and food. When do you start to make a change for let's say air quote the better and yeah. starting making healthier decisions or has that kind of been a struggle your whole life so uh so I, I no longer struggle with that but when um when i was a child i would say up until the age of 17 okay. it continued being a challenge hmm. um it was a huge struggle and um but i i always felt like I gotta find a way. There's gotta be a way, but I didn't know. I was young and <laughs> I was trying to figure it out. But I knew. I think I was about fourteen. Is when I knew I wanted to become a dietitian. I was like, "That's it. Mm. I'm helping people with this." And initially, it was you know trying to figure it out for myself and to help others with it as well. Mm-hmm. And then I got into university earlier, so at seventeen, and I then got into nutrition. Um, (laughs) And uh, the first couple of years is when I started learning more, more about it, just being in the program. And throughout those years is when I started kind of working on myself, my relationship with food. And that was around the time when I started doing therapy and um, working on um, on myself and just learning from different courses and university and so on. And I personally ended up really developing an interest um, mm. in that. And um, and then, just, you know, right around before I graduated and, and so on um, is when I started, you know, healing that relationship with food. And I knew that's then what I wanted to do. And, and so... Um, when I graduated, there were some challenges with finding a job and so on, newly grad. Um, so I worked multiple jobs until I uh, certain challenges propelled me to say, that's it. I'm starting my own private practice. And um, that's seven years ago now. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I absolutely love what I do. I am 
so happy to be able to help people with that and, and make a change and an impact. I mean, it really impacts your mood, your relationships with yourself and others. Um, there's a lot of emotions involved when it comes to food. So mm. I'm, I'm really happy to be able to help. I'm just curious, though, because I have a nine-year-old daughter uh, in the dance world. Uh-huh. How, like as a parent, how do you watch out for signs that your child is struggling with food? Mm. Because nine seems young to me, but it's not. It really isn't, <laughs> is it? Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's a very good question. Um, and, and it's a tough one. But I think I'm sure you know this. Uh, but one of the biggest things is being, you know, your your child's friend in a way and just being able to have that open communication. I'm not married. I don't kids, but I work with adults, <laughs> but, you know, um, just kind of reflecting on, you know, myself and sharing that is is being able to have those conversations and notice certain behaviors like um, restricting and then binging. This is a big mm-hmm. one versus saying, you know, oh, I'm not going to eat anything today, you know, um, or no, no, I'm going to skip food altogether because there, there's a difference between we obviously want to teach, you know, we want to teach the kids to listen to their bodies, uh, not force, you know, force feed or anything like that, because we want them to learn to listen to their body's hunger and fullness. Um, but at the same time, not eating all day is is a sign, right? Mm-hmm. So like, okay, what's going on? And, you know, trying to just talk about it and, and notice what's happening. I think that's just um, the first step. And then you'll You'll say, or, or over-exercising. I remember I used to do that, you know. Uh, oh, I ate this piece of cake, so I'm going to go and over-exercise. Or I would overeat the cake, you know, a little too much, right? And and then feel guilty about it and so on. Uh, so these would be kind of some of the signs to watch out for. Every person is different. We We know this. But do you see a, a difference in, like, what's harder? Is it the fitness side of things or is it the healthy eating side of things? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, you know, I, I would say it's the healthy eating 1000 percent. Uh, this is from my experience with almost almost 10 years as a dietitian now. And and that's what I noticed, because when it comes to fitness, you know, let's say you have a structured workout program, right? And you're supposed to do it, let's say, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and these are the number of reps and sets and so on, and you go to the gym. I mean, and I work through that with my clients and setting SMART goals and, okay, which, what time of the day you're going to go, and, you know, we talk about some challenges around that. But you know what you're going to do when you're going to do it. You go and do that type of thing. Um, when it comes to food, though, there is that – emotional and psychological component and 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 really i have to say in every area in life you know like business food you know going to the gym or not going to the gym there is that mindset shift that we have to and and right and our thoughts believe so i mean that's the biggest thing and that's why i have training in all three but i always start with talking about that first (laughs) um and then food because there's so much to food. There's a social component. There's emotions, the comforts, you know, aspect we were talking about earlier. 
So, I mean, there's more to it. There's certain things you might have learned as a child, finish your plate or, yeah. or you know, this food is don't eat this or eat that or, you know, modeling um, what parents do. Actually, going back to that, you know, as as parents modeling healthy eating behavior as well, because kids learn from seeing what you do as well. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> like I said, I don't wow. have kids, but I, I, I know that, right? They yeah. do and they observe. And so it's really starting, you know, with, you know, with yourself kind of thing in terms of modeling that behavior. But yeah, mm-hmm. food is, it can be tricky. It's true. <laughs> My poor kids. They're going to love caffeine at too young of an age. <laughs> oh, dear. You know, we, we talk about all these struggles, though. And I mean, these are struggles that Holly and I had growing up. And I mean, mm-hmm. that was pre-social media. And then you talk about your struggles at nine. But social media is kind of one of those things that it's there's so there's good. And then there's not so good. And we get bombarded with a lot of, you know, every person who's giving you fitness advice is all, you know, oh, they all yeah. look amazing. And I want to look like them. I'm trying Pilates right now. I saw <laughs> that on Instagram. <laughs> right. But, but then you also hear things like, oh, you know, you should be fasting or you should be intermittent fasting or yeah. you should be eating every two hours or yeah. three square meals a day. Like there's so much that we're bombarded with. How do we know what is best for us? That's a very good question. There is so much out there. And if there's one thing my clients tell me when they come see me is that they're super confused. I mean, Mm. you know, okay, (laughs) this worked today. Now that's coming up tomorrow. What do I do? Right? Yeah. And I I say that, uh, honestly, all of those things uh, fall in the category of some sort of a diet, right? Um, like a fad diet type of thing, you know, yeah. that restricts, you know, a certain, always thinking about, does this restrict me? So if it's a restriction in the sense of, you know, time or like intermittent fasting, and I'm not saying that there's no, you know, it's wrong or anything like that, but right. um, anything that's going to focus on restriction or being more of a diet or a fad diet, that's something that's just not going to work long term. So that's mm. why, that's why I, I do the work that I do. And it's not just about, uh, you know, here's as many, as many calories. Okay. Bye. You know, this, it doesn't work like that. You know, there is, that's, that's what I was talking about. The only really way to the, see the results and sustain them long term is going within looking at what are your habits. So everybody's different. It's not a mm-hmm. one size at all. You know, we come with, you know, different uh, upbringings, different beliefs around food, uh, different relationships with food and our bodies. And it's very important to explore that, you know, how, you know, what is your relationship? You know, how do you handle food when you're at an event or how do you handle in this situation or, oh, how do you manage stress? Oh, okay. I, I do stress eat. All right. Okay. That's, that's good information. Let's let's learn a little bit more about that because when we shift that to healthier habits and like I said earlier, like a shift of identity, really, then we start doing things differently. And when we focus on doing those things differently and nourishing our body at the same time, then we start seeing the results without obsessing over the results. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We've definitely been on your own journey 
And I'm curious about the Wyme moment because you've brought up a couple of times. <laughs> so I'd love just to dive into that and uh, just what was going on in your life at that point. Yeah. And, and I'd say there's a couple, but maybe I'll kind of start with one and kind of how it, my mindset shifted. Yeah. Um, and, and there's, there's multiple Wyme <laughs> moments, but <laughs> so many, but <laughs> focus on a couple that are just coming to my mind. Um, uh, one was, uh, so, uh, uh, at the U of A, uh, when I was doing my, my program, uh, you know, we have to do a, what's called dietetic internship, mm-hmm. which is, uh, hospital rotations. Um, mm-hmm. and at the time, you know, you get to request where you want to be. And I was like, oh, I'm from Edmonton. A friend of mine from Grand Prairie is like, perfect. She's going to request Grand Prairie. I'll request Edmonton. It's going to be great. And they did the opposite. So, oh, wow. so, yeah. So I ended up in Grand Prairie and it was super cold. It, it was September, uh, but it was uh, super cold away from family. And um, I ended up with a dietitian mentor um, who uh, now looking back, it was more, you know, I guess narcissistic tendencies or, you know, and so I was um, overworked Um completely stressed. And I think that was the first time in my life that I had experienced depression. Um, mm. And it was a real challenge. And and I remember I had this old car and it was cold out and I would, the door wouldn't open because I, I, I wanted to please this mentor yeah. <laughs> so badly. I would go before she went, you know, she got there and I would leave after and I was overworked. Um, you know, and I remember my car door wouldn't open. <laughs> I grabbed a knife and I'm like, trying to open it and it, it was all you know um a challenge but I, I always remembered you know my childhood and where I was and you know why I wanted to do what I what I did but it was so hard and in that moment it was a, you know a why me moment I, I was really struggling yeah and I remember though at that time getting in the car when I eventually got in the car um, <laughs> <laughs> after scraping the the you know the snow and so on um and it's just uh just something came to me and um this bible verse and i can do all things through christ who strengthens me mm-hmm. and i just remember i just feel it in my body now too and i just remember that just came to me and i just kept saying it out loud while driving and eventually i um i got this uh feeling of peace and courage and just trust that you know, God, God's, that's, God's good, you know, and, and everything's going to be okay. And, um, very soon later, I, um, was chatting with the coordinator and I mentioned the, some of the challenges and ended up actually going back to Edmonton, going to the hospital I wanted, um, at the Sturgeon and, and the Royal Alex and so on and met so many great people. Um, and I was able to, you know, work there, um, as well. And, um, so, you know, that's kind of how that started in terms of the, you know, how I handled that situation. But, you know, then um, there was, you know, the challenges in terms of starting the business um, and yeah. challenges at the hospital. And just before COVID hit, I um, I got a pretty bad ankle injury, ended up in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh, no. um, yeah, yeah. Crutches and so on. And I was thinking, OK, how do I because the first couple of years in business were hard. Yeah, but I always remembered that Bible verse, you know, and, and now it just stays with me. 
And um, and I remember then COVID hit and I was looking for a clinic to see my clients and and there was my ankle and so on. And I remember just kind of looking through on the computer how to use Zoom. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> Were we all? Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, but through that, I just always remembered, you know, that God always has my back, you know, and that mm-hmm. just really helped and always just finding a way. And, and I, and, and I learned now, um, through the work of Tony Robbins, Jack Canfield, and, uh, you know, all that is the changing, the changing our question. So instead of why me, um, you know, what's God guiding me to right now? Mm-hmm. Or what's the learning right now? Um, and that really helps me in terms of just trusting that, God is there. I'm, I'm going to be okay. You know, how can I learn from this? And what are some of the learnings, you know, in the past? Cause, you know, challenges are gifts because they are opportunities for us to learn and become stronger for whatever other challenge we're going to face. Cause that's life. You know, it's just how we, um, handle those challenges is really what matters. And so I started shifting my question now. Now I no longer say why me, but okay, God, you got my attention. Um, what's the learning here? You know, what do I need to learn from this? How do I grow from this? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and believing that there is a better door that's going to be opening right mm-hmm. now, you know, and, and also, you know, doing what I can, what's in my control in that moment. Like, okay. What's in my control? This. Great. Like, like COVID. What's in my control? You know, I can ship things online, figure it out. Yeah. Um, what's out of my control? COVID. There's nothing I can do about that. You know, so it's really shifting to what's in my control. What's the blessing here? Um, and how can I move forward from that? You talk about your book and uh, wellness on a plate. What can people expect from that? Like, am I purchasing it thinking I'm getting like a company's coming type to- cookbook? <laughs> or am I getting like a reader's digest? What, what am I? What am I diving into? Yeah, yeah. So you know, when I first started my private practice, um, uh, most we know everybody's busy, right? And so everybody was like, I just want quick and easy meals. Like, I, I don't want to spend so much time cooking, and I would look up some recipes online to try to find something that's easy. And I find they were, a lot of them were these, you know, gourmet dishes with, um, I always joke that you need to, you know, buy the spice from India to make the, <laughs> to make the meal. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. so complicated. Yes. Um, so, so I was like, huh, wow. Like, why can't I find something here? And so this is where the idea for the book kind of started is creating recipes that are so quick and easy, like 30 minutes or less, some are five minutes, like an assembly, uh, but taste good too, because it's really about enjoying this health journey versus thinking, oh, if I'm going to eat healthy, it's going to be boring and tasteless. Oh, you know, so, and it's going to take so much time. So yeah. this is where, where the book came about. So um, quick and easy meals. And I interviewed a lot of people to learn about, okay, what, what types of spices do you already have at home? And I tried to kind of use um, those as a guideline for 
the combinations that I came up with for the recipes and people have been loving it because it's so easy. We have to think about what's realistic too, right? Um, So that's one thing. Um, It's all diabetes friendly. There's a lot of gluten-free options there too, but, um, and, and uh, I decided to also make it educational. Um, So there's a lot of information in the book um, in the beginning of the book, educational about, um, what does, you know, a balanced meal look like, mm-hmm. uh, carbs, proteins, fats, um, and, and much more. And I have, um, little sections in there that are like myth busting or, you know, uh, frequently asked questions about certain things yeah. that I answered, you know, in between. And yeah. I calculated, you know, the calories and all, all that information for the meals as well. So, so people are, aware so it was um it was a really fun journey it was three years in the making actually and i wanted it to be very authentic so i um took upon me to learn food photography but uh no i was like i'm gonna do this so um yeah i retook every picture probably 10 to 20 times um (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh but you know when people open it they say that you know there's this homey kind of feeling and so I like that that's kind of the the idea of the book that it's easy you know I if there's anything I want people to feel is feel empowered on this journey I don't want anybody to feel you know um defeated in any way right you know it's it's tough enough (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. so the, the mix of compassion and motivation right for sure. Why did you make the cookbook diabetes friendly? Um, just because there's, you know, a lot of the clientele I see, you know, has diabetes. And honestly, mm-hmm. actually, here's the thing. Actually, diabetes friendly is just healthy eating. <laughs> there yeah. you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, actually, this helps a lot of my diabetes clients. Um, before I started my private practice, I worked in diabetes for three years. Um, and honestly, it's all about behavior change, too. Mm. But uh, but I tell my diabetes clients when they get diagnosed, I say to them, diabetes is just healthy eating. You know, we all, you know, like that's the ideal healthy eating because, we, you know, what's the diabetes eating? It's just uh, balanced meals. You know, yes, there are some differences, but but really it's it's going to be more what the differences are is going to be more through me coaching the client, yeah. uh, you know, about what to do just a a book you know the book has the recipes that everybody can follow diabetes or not but um you know coaching around it you know is is really what matters but uh but really it's just healthy eating um being mindful of how much sugar we're eating i think everybody could benefit from that right (laughs) or not you know you know there might be some differences in timing you know and how it affects blood sugars but our blood sugars also affect our cravings, our hunger and fullness. Again, everybody would benefit from that anyways, right? So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hannah Deacon Dietitian.com at H D underscore dietitian on the Insta. Last one for you, Hannah. My wife in the fridge has left me salmon, some quinoa, and mixed <laughs> veggies. But in the back <laughs> of the fridge, there's a half an apple pie. If I take <laughs> off the crust. Which one do I choose? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love the salmon dish. 
very balanced. You got your quinoa, which is a whole grain, salmon, healthy fats, protein. You got your vegetables. And honestly, with the with the apple pie, I mean, it's it's all about frequency, you know, how often you're going for yeah. <laughs> apple pie. And actually, I have a healthy apple crumble <laughs> recipe in the book. You can there you good go. Plug. Good plug. <laughs> there you go. You can have your cake and eat it, too. Or in right? this case, your pie, pie. and eat it, too. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Holly. <laughs> exactly yeah it's all about it's all about balance right <laughs> and i appreciate you so much thank you for taking some time and hanging out with us thank you so much for having me this was fun <laughs> <laughs> am i surprised on some of the answers no, no you shouldn't be. was was i hoping that maybe she would be <laughs> like yeah eat an apple pie guy yeah, yeah. yes i was it's not what but... you got today though johnny no, it, it it's isn't it like the eighty twenty rule? Eighty percent is what you eat, or ninety so. ten? Something. Ninety like percent of what you eat, and ten percent of fitness. I don't remember that quote or that uh, stat. I'm like a zero zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's so funny and not accurate. So let's not let people think that you are not eating healthy. You eat. Food. No, for sure. It's. I mean, I, I kid because I care, and I joke because I love. Yeah, but. It is also a, a good conversation to have when it comes to dietitians and healthy eating because there are those who really do struggle. And yeah. I think, you know, having someone like Hannah to press into your life and yeah. say, you know, just make, make healthier choices. It's not easy. And there's a reason why we struggle with obesity, but let's work one step at a time. Yeah, absolutely. And I love how her faith is truly the foundation for her fitness and yeah. her food and how everything is approached from, you know, her relationship with God and how when we can love ourselves, we can truly love other people in a beautiful way, too. Yeah, no, that's really good. Uh, shout out to Mike for uh, sending us Hannah. Yes. Anybody of the Projector family, if you have somebody that we should be talking to, reach out to us or reach out to them and say, go and talk to Johnny and Holly because we're we're approaching 300 episodes. We are. Where's the time gone? I don't know. Can we celebrate with a cake? <laughs> yes, gluten-free, sugar-free, tasteless, <laughs> but it'll be a cake. Perfect. I can't wait. Anyways, thank you to everyone uh, who downloaded Apple Podcast, Spotify, and who jumps on all of our socials like like YouTube. We're trying to grow that. Yeah. So thank you for being a part of the journey. And of course, you can always get more information at faithstrongtoday.com. Yeah.